Hello again, this is Alonzo Bowden, and you are listening to my podcast, Who's Paying Attention? This is episode 81, and a lot of you have been wondering where I've been. Well, I just finished 12 days in Montreal at Just for Laughs. It is the biggest comedy festival in the world. I had a phenomenal time. Um, the highlight, no doubt, was meeting Don Rickles. That that was just a bomb, meeting and working with Don Rickles. They have shows there called the Galas, a uh, big show in a 2,000-seat theater that they film for television, and I was on the gala with Don Rickles, normally the superstar host, but, you know, Don's getting old, so he headlined the show, and I was one of the openers, and the highlight for me is Don Rickles made fun of me backstage. It'll be posted on my Facebook. It'll be posted on my YouTube page. I've been insulted by the master. Apparently, my next gig will be in San Quentin on a Saturday night, and uh, I'll take that. If you're not familiar with Just for Laughs, it's the most amazing comedy festival you can imagine, literally from new faces of comedy, comics who've been doing it for two, three, five years, of which I was one, my first, uh, I was discovered at New Faces in 1997. Dom Herrera was the host. I did my seven minutes. I left with a deal to develop a TV show. But more importantly, I left as a real comic, and that's when I went full-time. And now, what is it, 17 years later, I was on the all-star comedy show with Dom Herrera, Ryan Hamilton, the funniest Mormon not in a play, um, Bobby Kelly, an old friend who's absolutely hilarious, Judy Gold and Adam Hills. He's from Australia, and he hosts a show in the U.K., um, I also did my own show called News is Not News, which was a lot like this podcast. Matter of fact, I recorded one and it may broadcast it as a podcast one day. I uh, picked news stories and made fun of them. It was an interactive slideshow and it was an absolute blast. But the other comics there, John Heffron, Kathleen Madigan, um, Louis Black, uh, Ron White, I mean, Jared Carmichael. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Lonnie Love, um, Nikki Glaser, uh, Rachel Feinstein, Jim Norton, Addy, Andy Kindler, um, Godfrey. And, and just, we had a blast. We had a blast. So anyway, so that's where I've been. That's why I haven't recorded a podcast, but I'm back. And I've been looking at the news and apparently... Not much changed while I was gone. So let's get into it, starting with my old favorite, Sarah Palin. Sarah, if you may may or may not know, has called for the impeachment of Barack Obama. Now, we know that that's ridiculous, but here's the funny thing about it. It has become the test of are you a true conservative? See, because when Sarah says something like this, if you don't agree with it, you're not a true conservative. Sarah called for the impeachment of Barack Obama. It was picked up by right-wing talk radio. Now, if you're not for it, then you're not a real Republican. So uh, <laughs> she's done it again. And the real Republicans, of course, are saying that this is ridiculous and it's going to kill them. You know, when they tried to impeach, they actually did impeach Bill Clinton, which, which gave him a real surge in popularity at the end of his term. It would be a boost. And here's how it works. Because the, this is a money thing. 
you know, well, everything's a money thing. But what's interesting is if you're for, if you're a congressman, a Republican or whatever, and you're for impeaching Obama, you can raise more money. And then if you're a Democrat and you get to say how ridiculous it is to attempt to impeach Obama, you energize your base and you get more money. So once again, Sarah's making money with, I can't call her stupid. I, I can't. She is a media master. She keeps herself relevant, even though she has nothing to say and her opinions are totally uninformed. This is the, this is what started the impeachment. She said that Barack Obama not deporting these kids, you know, the kids who are coming up from Central America, him not deporting them is the last straw. And the country is a beaten woman that's saying no mas. That that's that no mas. That's her. That's her comparison. And that's why he should be impeached because he's not kicking orphan children out of the country in the name of Jesus. Mm. Well, if you if you don't if you can't get enough Sarah Palin, you'll be happy to know she's launching an internet TV channel. That's right. You can get the Sarah Palin channel. You can subscribe online. It's only 9.95 a month or 99.95 a year, which uh let's face it, cheaper than most porn sites. You could get all Sarah all the time. Notice I said you can because I certainly won't. Um, I'm going to stick on the conservatives for a minute. Just uh, Rand Paul. Well, we all know Rand Paul. We, we, we love Rand Paul. Rand Paul is, I don't even know. Well, conservative, libertarian, um, nuts. Take your pick. Rand Paul is a senator from Kentucky. He's a guy who does the filibusters and reads Dr. Seuss to hold up bills, make sure they don't pass, and on and on. And Rand Paul wants to be president in 2016. He's also up for re-election for the Senate in 2016. And there lies the problem. According to the law of the state of Kentucky, you can't run for two offices at once. He can't run for Senate and run for president. So you know what, Rand Paul champion of states' rights who says the federal government needs to stay out of your life says, screw the state law. I'm going with the federal law, which allows me to run for both. <laughs> see, see that whole federal law, state law thing, it just depends on which one is convenient. So on this one, Rand Paul is saying, forget the state, I'll go with the federal because the federal works in my favor. You know what I want to see? I want to see Rand Paul's birth certificate. That's right, I'm getting ahead of the curve. I'm getting ahead of the curve. I want to see Rand Paul's birth certificate right now. You can't ignore the Constitution if you're an American, or maybe you're not American, and that's why you're ignoring the Constitution. We got you, Rand. We got you. <laughs> it's amazing. It's ridiculous. Um, let's move on to Obama, because why the hell not? So, so what is it? Um, does Barack Obama hate Israel? Yes, according to the conservatives. You see, Israel, um, and you have to know this unless you've been hiding under a rock, Israel has been firing rockets um, against Hamas into the West Bank, Palestinian territory, because Hamas is there, and Hamas has been firing rockets at Israel. The problem is Hamas tends to hide their rockets in schools and in neighborhoods, so when Israel fires a rocket, unfortunately, civilians get killed. It, it's a tragic, horrible situation. It's a situation that 
I don't know what the solution is. No one really knows what the solution is because obviously this Palestinian-Israeli war has been going on since the formation of Israel and this Arab Christ, I mean Arab, um, this Muslim Jewish thing, which again, I think I've been there and I, this is the extremist, the average Muslim and the average Jew do not hate each other, at least not in my experience in the Middle East. They're both trying to do what you're trying to do feed their kids and and put them through school and live their life. But anyway, it's a tough situation. And and Barack Obama seems to be sitting it out. He's he's watching to see how it goes. And he hasn't spoken much about it and certainly hasn't done anything. And the Republicans are jumping on this saying, well, he hates Israel. (laughs) Now, you remember I mentioned Rand Paul. Uh, who's very popular, trending toward the top of the Republican polls for 2016 president. Yeah, Rand Paul, one of his big things is we are not the world's police force anymore. Let's stay out of international matters, blah, blah, blah. Barack Obama stays out of international matters. He hates the Jews. What what are you going to do? You can't win on this one. You know, some are saying that he likes Barack Obama likes American Jews because obviously they've supported him and donated a lot of money. And a lot of American Jews, of course, would like the United States to get more involved. But it's a very delicate situation. And in these delicate situations, what has been Barack Obama's pattern is to wait, watch and think. Hmm. Doesn't sound very American. Doesn't sound very American. Can't start a war watching and thinking. Well, we'll see. Um, he's he's smarter than they are. I'm just going to say it. it. It's true. We all know it. He's proven it time and time again. Um, Libya and Egypt and other, you know, I, he, he hasn't bombed Iran yet. And, well, Dick Cheney did say he's the worst president in history. So um, I guess, you know, throwing in anti-Jewish, just what the hell? Why the hell not? You know? Um, and I'm going to go, see, I'm just going to keep going farther and farther. Right. How's that sound? We'll, we'll go with, you know, I'll go with Sarah Palin then I'll go with Rand Paul and then I'll go with Barack Obama being anti-Jewish. And now just to take it a step farther, <laughs> because there's no upper limit. Let's go to the true. This is like tea party right of right this is this is so far right they're they're actually sneaking up on the left from behind that's how far right this is down in georgia and and right there you know a georgia republican a georgia republican is being questioned as a conservative wow yeah paul brown that's spelled b-r-o-u-n so it might be brown brown i don't know what the hell this uh republican congressman from georgia now check this out has sustained the most conservative voting record over the longest period of time of any sitting Republican in Congress. The most conservative voting record of any sitting Republican in Congress. You know, that's like just short of, I don't know, segregation. I mean, that's right, but not right enough. He lost in his primary in Georgia's 10th district. He was booted by the Baptist minister and talk radio host Jody Heiss. That's right. The Tea Party's behind Jody Heiss. Why? Because Jody Heiss has many colorful opinions, including Americans should be allowed to own bazookas. Islam isn't a religion deserving of first, first 
expert. Islam isn't a religion deserving of First Amendment protections. In other words, we'll choose which religion are good enough, and it won't include that. Immigration is a threat to our liberties, so I guess he's historically Native American or something. I guess he didn't immigrate. His family didn't come over here. And, of course, um, a woman can run for office. See, he's all right with women's rights. A woman can run for office as long as she has a husband's permission. That's right. If the woman is within the authority of her husband, I don't see a problem. And how can the Republicans wonder why they don't get the women's votes? They're, they're giving them permission to run for office as long as they check with their husbands first. That's freedom. What if they don't have a husband? Well, damn it, you better get one. What's wrong with you? Um, his website was full of these opinions and other things. Mysteriously, since he's won this primary and has become somebody the media wants to check on, all of the old radio shows were removed from his website. Well, imagine that. I can't imagine why. Those brilliant opinions? Come on. What are you kidding me? Anyway, that's right, right, and writer, I think. Now, just in case you think that I only pick on the right, there's another level of crazy going on. Have you heard? And you probably have. Maybe I'm, I'm late on this because I've been up in Canada, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Have you heard about this guy's plan to divide up California? Yeah, I, I live in California and we have a a ballot procedure where, you know, you get enough signatures, you can put anything on the ballot. Yeah, we need to to do something about that because it, it, it gets a little crazy. So we've got this uh, Tim Draper has garnered one point three million signatures for a ballot measure that would divide the nation into six smaller, more manageable states, divide the state into six states. Um, he calls it the six California plan. Let's get it out the way right now. He's, he's a Silicon Valley millionaire. He wants the Silicon Valley to be its own state with its own governor and its own rules so that they're not part of California and they can do what they want, include lower his taxes. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, let's take a look at this genius plan of his. We, he's got, you got Jefferson, California, all right? That would be the nor northern part of California, north of San Francisco. Up there, you got loggers, hippies, redwoods, and weed. Yeah, lots of weed. Man, they grow weed up there. One of the best weed-producing parts of the country. So I think Jefferson would do all right. Now you got northern California. That'd be from the Sonoma Coast to Lake Tahoe. Lots of nature, lots of beauty, lots of water. That's right. They, they've got all the water because they've got Lake Tahoe and the mountains. So we're going to have to watch that North California. Central California, well, that would be the, the agriculture. That's, that's Fresno down to Bakersfield. Now they, they need the water. So they're going to have to work with North California to get Central California enough water to feed the other five Californias, the other four Californias. South California, Orange County to Mojave Desert, including san diego just nice just just nice the way they do down there not much but it's nice you got west california <laughs> you know what that means hollywood baby los angeles up to santa barbara uh they're gonna throw in lancaster and palmdale because someone's got to take them and then finally and the most important silicon valley yes silicon valley that's the real point of this exercise so 
Silicon Valley would be from, you know, the, the San Jose to, to San Francisco and probably be zero taxes and houses would be really expensive. So this is a crazy plan by a nut, but, but that's the problem with California. This guy got a ton of money so he can get a ton of signatures. So it may actually be on the ballot to divide California up. You know me, I say before we divide California, let's divide America and let the South secede. Oh, what a beautiful day. Mississippi, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama. Take Texas. Just form your own little country and leave us alone. You could have real Americans and you can all have guns. Uh, I'm sorry, bazookas like real Americans should have. Okay, I was up in Canada. I love Canada and, and I want you to know that I did not give Canada a pass while I was up there. No, I, w I was having fun with Canada because we, we all know about Rob Ford. But did you know about Mike Duffy? Mike Duffy, this, this was going on up in Canada. Canada's having a, a big problem with government corruption and the mob. Apparently, the mob runs Montreal. It's, it's like an episode of The Sopranos. They can't get a bridge fixed. They can't get a road fixed. Seems like... The concrete and whatever else is you got to pay the mob. It's being run. Hmm. Interesting. So we got this guy, Mike Duffy. He's a senator up there and their senators are appointed by parliament and as near as I can or maybe the prime minister. I'm not sure exactly how it works. I know he's friends with the prime minister, but this guy got caught with 90 grand cash. He's up on 31 charges, bribery, fraud. He He's kicking contracts to friends. He's funneling money through friends' companies. He's, he's basically being a politician. But the favorite, my favorite thing about him, <laughs> turns out he has a 30-year-old daughter from Peru. That's right. And nobody knew about it. Yeah, the daughter, the mother of the child, was a Peruvian drug smuggler in the early 80s. And when she heard about this, I guess she found him, you know, with his other troubles. So besides going through all his court battles, I think we're going to see Mike Duffy on the Maury Povich show. I, I love that personally. Now, Rob Ford, and you know you couldn't do this story without Rob Ford. Old Rob Ford made a claim, said he's sober as a judge. Now, I'm not sure which judge, maybe one of our Supreme Court judges, you know, the ones that ruled on the Hobby Lobby case, which which is getting only getting better because now, as we look deeper, this Hobby Lobby thing, like, they're, they're only banning they, their thing. You can't have birth control, right? Places a substantial burden on their religion. But apparently, only four types of birth control put a substantial burden on their religion. There's, there's 16 other types that, that are okay. So I'm not sure what religion or how that works, but sounds like some crazy judges... Well, they'll be glad to know that Rob Ford is as sober as them. Listen, I'm not going to go back over the Hobby Lobby case again. You figure it out. Some birth control Jesus would approve. Some birth control Jesus wouldn't approve. Perhaps if you read the Duck Dynasty Bible, it'll be explained further. Anyway, Rob Ford says he's sober as a judge. He released his full-time sobriety coach, said he can help other people. I said it before and I'll say it again. If you were Rob Ford's sobriety coach, you are the best sobriety coach on earth. Lindsay Lohan won't stand a chance with you coaching her. Yet her drug abuse will be gone. She's, he coached Rob Ford back to sobriety 
or, or it, stop it. Okay, so just so you know that Rob Ford, now the drugs are one thing, but that might not be it. It might just be being a Ford. Maybe it's just something about this family. Because Doug Ford, who's Rob Ford's brother, claims that, that Rob Ford is more popular with black voters than Barack Obama. See, it was really close because Barack Obama got 95% of the black votes in 2008 and 93% in 2012. So that's more than 15 million people voted for Barack Obama in each election. A total of 383,500 people of all races, total votes for Rob Ford. So you could see where 383,000 would be more than 15 million. Doug Ford's trying. Okay, Michael Ford, who is Rob Ford's nephew, is running for an office that Doug Ford, Rob Ford's brother, has vacated. So Doug Ford phoned News Talk, talk radio up in Canada, which isn't as crazy as ours, but apparently is a bit nuts, to say that, that Rob Ford is more popular with black voters. To, somehow that's going to help Michael Ford because he's running against a black businessman. Um, and the black businessman, Andre Demise, simply said, well, technically... What he says is true because, yes, black Canadians in Toronto did vote more for Rob Ford than the American president that they can't vote for because they're Canadian. Yeah, that Ford family, something else, isn't it? <laughs> I like them. Very entertaining. What else was going on in Canada while I was there? Well, we had we had this issue. You know, maybe they just follow us in scandals, right? We had a crack mayor. They have a crack mayor. Now they have Jennifer Mason, a hot 30-year-old teacher who was having sex with a 16-year-old boy. Yeah, Remember when we had that? Remember we had that rash of our teachers, adult women teachers, having sex with high school students, high school boys? I said it then. I'll say it now. Making a dream come true is not a crime. My favorite line in the story, the boy would not testify. He said he loves Mason. Of course he would. If you look up Jennifer Mason and see her picture, you were 16, you'd love her too. Hell, if you were 18, 20, 25, or 35, you'd love her. She's pretty hot. I don't know why she's having sex with a 16-year-old boy, but God bless the kid. He's got a story for life. She's got two years in jail. I just don't get it. What crime has been committed? Hmm. Okay. Let's move on to sports real quick. My Clippers, you know, I'm a Clipper fan. I love the Clippers. A judge has ruled on preliminary ruling on the Donald Sterling case, says that Donald Sterling's wife can sell the team. Donald Sterling cannot stop the sale. Even if he appeals the case, the sale will go forward. So the Clippers are going to be sold for $2 billion. The Sterlings are going to have to divide up the $2 billion in divorce court. Yes, they made an insane profit on their insanity and racism, but they will be out of the NBA. So it's the best of a bad situation. Then we've got Stephen A. Smith. Okay, uh, where do we go with this? As you probably know, Ray Rice, you may or may not know, Ray Rice is a football player who dragged, you probably saw the video where he dragged his then fiance, now now wife, out of an elevator. He knocked her out in the elevator, and he was dragging her on the floor of a casino. And he's he's got to go to you know anger training and this and that. And the the NFL gave Ray Rice a two game suspension, which isn't much considering 
Another player got a four-game suspension for smoking marijuana, and um, I wish I could remember his name. I should have it in front of me, but I'm not doing my research. I'm going from memory. But anyway, the former quarterback from Ohio State when he went to the Raiders, he had a five-game suspension for selling autographed jerseys while in college. So selling your autographed jersey is worth three more games than knocking out your fiancé. Now, Stephen A. Smith, who is uh, a reporter for ESPN, who loves the sound of his own voice and loves to be controversial for controversy's sake, and, and you've heard Stephen A., he, he figures he's made it. Well, no, he has made it. He's been parodied on Saturday Night Live. Stephen A. said that we have to look at the fact, the part of it, that women provoke the beating. Like, he, he basically said, I grew up with women, I grew up with uh, he grew up with sisters and his mother, and and it was one of the things that they taught the women was, if you have a man who beats women, don't provoke him. Um, didn't go over too well with women. Women didn't particularly like being blamed for being beaten by football players or any other men. So Stephen A. came up with a apology through Twitter. This is like six or eight tweets, and I think there should be a limit on how many tweets go to your apology. In other words, you can't write on Twitter. Well, read the next tweet, read the next tweet. It was taken out of context. I didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. And, and all the other bullshit that comes after one of these things. And then finally this morning, he, he had a recorded statement on first take the show he's on, on ESPN saying that he was misunderstood and he didn't mean it and blah, blah, blah. And it's all bullshit. Listen, the, the NFL and sports in general has no problem with violence against women. Okay, they've proven it over and over. You know, you, listen, Michael Vick. I said it when it happened. If he had beaten a woman instead of killing dogs, he'd have missed a couple of games. That's all. You know, they they don't mind women beating in the NFL. They don't mind women beating in the NBA. I don't hear about it much in baseball. I'm sure it goes down. Um, they don't care. It, it, it's an inconvenience and it's a shame. It's an embarrassment. You know, I love sports and I love athletes and I'd say 98% of athletes are good guys. They, they're obviously testosterone runs high, but they're competitive. They're hard workers. They, they, they may get cocky, but most of them aren't bad guys. Most of them aren't violent you know, once they get off the field or they, they don't abuse weaker people and most of them certainly don't hit women. But but the ones that do, there has to be a bigger penalty. And that should start in college because how many college cases have we heard of the girlfriend being beaten or the, the rape charges that mysteriously disappear or whatever? The culture of violence in sports versus women needs to be stopped and, and it needs to be stopped with real penalties. It needs to be there. It needs to be something done that makes a guy think, man, it's better to punch this wall than to hit this woman. Uh, it's a damn shame. It's an embarrassment. And the fact that Stephen A. Smith gets to skate on this one bothers me. Okay. Sorry. That's not funny. The funny thing about it is it was an opportunity to fire him because he is so annoying. But anyway, that's my personal thoughts on it. So that's it. That's who's paying attention, number 81. Now, listen to what's coming up, because there's some really cool stuff happening this month, okay? I'm going to be on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on August 2nd. You know, that's one of my favorite shows. 
I'm going to be on the Bob and Tom radio show. Everyone in the Midwest, you guys all know Bob and Tom. I'm going to be there on August 8th. I'm at Hilarities in Cleveland, August 20th through 24th. Yeah, LeBron's going back to Cleveland, and I'm going back too. And finally, I'm going to be at Tommy T's, one of my favorite clubs up in Pleasanton, California, from from August 28th to 30th. Now, here's the big deal. This is what I love. I'm happy to tell you. And, and everything's going forward so far. I'm doing a pilot for HLN, for the Headline News Network. It's going to be a social media type talk show. I'm going to have a panel. We're going to go over things that are just like I do now. But it's going to be more social media driven things off of obviously Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc., etc. We will hit on some news. We're going to be recording it live at the W Hotel in Hollywood. Pay attention to my website Please follow me on Twitter. If you're in the L.A. area, I want you to get tickets. I want you to come. It's probably only going to be about 50 seats, but the studio's at the W. On August 27th, we're going to be recording a pilot. I promise you this show is going to be fun, and it's going to be funny, and you are going to get to tweet in live, and you can even stand up on your soapbox on the show and ask questions. So please Follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and listen up for that. How did I not mention Thor is going to be a woman? Yes, Marvel Comics has released Thor is going to be a woman. Comic book fans were really upset until they saw a picture of Thor as a woman. And as you know, if you've ever seen a woman in a comic book, she's stacked. Looking at Thor with a full 36D. Hammers will be raised. Oh, I thought they'd be upset over Thor being a woman, but don't worry, because they'll be screaming about Captain America being black. Yes, this fall, Captain America is going to be a black man. Don't tell the Tea Party. Love you. Bye. (laughs) 